Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tent Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Stacy, and we've got Kimberly on sound production and editing. I don't know if you noticed, but there was no podcast last week. And that's because I was doing the Strength Summit with Emily Argyle, which we had promoted here on the podcast. That was last Saturday, and it went really well. It's basically meant to be taught in a group because it celebrates diversity. We'd love to be offering it again, and I will let you know when we are. Anyway, on to today and our topic. Today, I want to talk about mirror work. And my first introduction into this was probably the late 90s or the early 2000s. I had a friend growing up and her mom was going to therapy. Her parents were getting a divorce and her mom was in therapy and had told her daughter, my friend, that part of her therapy homework was to essentially look at herself in the mirror naked. And we were just like young girls, and we were laughing hysterically at this. We thought this was the silliest idea we'd ever heard. And it was just like this funny thing that her mom was doing. But I'll tell you, I kind of remembered this as something to do. And I remembered it as body issues, dysmorphia, body love. A lot of things related to my relationship with my body were coming up. And I was like, oh, okay, there might be something to this. Because if if you're not even, for example, aware of your body, maybe there's no sensation, but also maybe visually, you don't really understand where your body starts and begins. There's just like this general dissociative relationship that you have with your body. Maybe there's chronic pain or disease or illness or something where you don't really want to pay attention to your body very often. And that might include just visually looking at your body. And I've kind of remembered this mirror work I didn't know what's called that. I just remember that, you know, oh, my friend's mom, her way to reconnect with herself was to look at her body naked in a mirror. And and all of it seemed so evocative to me. And it was almost risque, like to even connect with your naked reflection seemed huge, mind-blowing. Because I grew up in Mormonism where the body was kind of not bad, but yeah, kind of bad. I mean, honestly, everything was about modesty and covering up and not showing anything. And that extended to yourself because you couldn't touch your body for sure. If you were to, say, touch yourself inappropriately, you'd have to confess that to the bishop. So you better not even look at yourself. You better not look at yourself. You better not touch yourself. And definitely don't spend too much time naked. And these things were reinforced with like even, for example, missionary rules. You always have to have a companion with you. You can't shower too long. All of these things just to avoid the naked body. But here's this invitation from a therapist 
to look at your body naked in the mirror. This was like mind blowing. So here I am in my 20s, newly working on bodies, remembering this thing that I had heard this one time. And I started doing that. And I think what really triggered me to want to do it or what helped me remember that is I saw an image of myself and I thought, I don't know who that person is. And I'm sure we've all had a moment of seeing a picture at an angle or, you know, just something that is like, whoa, is that me? Is that what I look like? Is that what I look like to other people? Why is the image that I am projecting of myself not matching that? And there's, of course, a lot of reasons why, you know, we're we're just only looking at one angle of ourselves. We're a multidimensional being, and we're going to look different in different lighting settings, angles. And to finally realize that, like truly realize the multidimensionality came ironically from doing mirror work. It very much started simply with maybe I was clothed or in a towel or, you know, something not totally nude because to connect to my nakedness was far too advanced for the level of dissociation that I had in my 20s. And in fact, it didn't even come until years later from doing mirror work. And I do want to share a very specific memory of me doing mirror work that happened within the last year because it felt so much bigger than some of my other experiences and it has led to a continued practice where I was dabbling or sampling and I hadn't even read anything about it because I didn't even know there was a term called mirror work. I just knew (laughs) that my friend's mom, her therapist had told her to do this. So my mirror work was very inconsistent through my 20s. Last Christmas, let's jump forward to last Christmas. The holidays are kind of semi-sweet for me. And we've, we've talked about this on the podcast. So I needed to create a plan so that I wouldn't feel depressed. And so I decided to get a hotel at a really, you know, cozy, nice place. And I wanted to feel fancy and I wanted to feel by myself. And I wanted to, I just wanted to have some time, you know. And so I got a hotel. And that night, there were these closet doors that were double mirrors. And there was also a huge mirror in the bathroom. And I just decided to set up a little space for myself. I had my journals, I had my massage tools, I had all these comfort items because it was going to be Christmas and I wanted to make it special for me. So I bought myself a new deck of cards. I bought myself some massage oils and body products and mists and sprays. And I came equipped with my Christmas gifts so that I could feel like I was really nourishing myself on Christmas morning as I'm waking up in this like, you know, hotel room. 
And so that's exactly what I did. And I set up the station right in front of the mirror. And I decided, you know what, tonight would be a great night to have a mirror work session because I, at this point in time, I had heard that term circling around in different friend groups. I'd heard about it through shadow work journals and prompts of things to do. And so I kind of knew, oh, okay, this is big for people. So I started to just kind of sway in the mirror and, and look at my body in motion and started stretching and using, you know, my massage tools to work out some of my sore muscles and my joints. And I was just doing it in front of a mirror where I wasn't gazing at myself the whole time, but I was just caring for myself in front of a mirror. And then eventually I came to this place of surrender, relaxation, and embodiment. And I just stared at myself. And there were a lot of thoughts going through my head. And I said to myself, well, I'm going to speak those aloud. And so I started having this conversation with myself. And this is not affirmations. This is, I'm saying the hard things to myself that are in my head. And I'm saying things like, are you hard to love? Are you really that hard to love? Are you going to let anybody love you? Can you trust somebody to love you? Are you hard to see? Is what you're seeing offensive? Is it repulsive? Is it lovable? Is it desirable? And I'm asking these questions as I'm sitting with myself And I'm realizing that I've had this internal dialogue of these messages that have been harmful to me. And as I'm seeing myself in my reflection and in a relaxed state, and I'm realizing, no, like, I am lovable. I am desirable. I am aesthetically pleasing to myself. And I think that it starts with me. I would have to believe that I am. I'm much more expansive than this body could ever contain. I'm standing firm in my talents, in my knowledge, in my life experience, my collected wisdom over my lifetime and my soft and gentle heart and my drive, my compulsion to love and support other people, and how much of that is directed back at me. I'm putting all that onto other people, onto the outward, and people do feel good around me, but I need to feel good around me and within me. And when I see my reflection, when I see myself in motion or catch a glimpse of myself in a photograph from a different angle, I deserve to have a positive thought or sentiment come through my mind that is not so far dissociated and removed or punishing. And so from that time on, I've had regular 
sessions with myself in front of a mirror. And sometimes I'm singing to myself. Sometimes I'm having more of that conversation. Sometimes I'm doing my massage work because I do a lot of self-massage and stretching in the evenings because, again, I'm providing this for other people all day. I can give it back to myself. I, out of anybody, deserve my care and attention. And so I do that for myself. And adding the component of a mirror and seeing it has completely changed my internal landscape how I see myself, how I feel comfortable in myself and my movements and my body and knowing that there is a level of integrity because I am doing everything I can to create an internal world that reflects an external world. I don't want there to be that huge shock when a reality hits. I want to step into reality and not only perceived reality, but I want to create my reality. I want to be part of the co-creative process. And part of reality creation is feeling safe and loved And the reality that I want to create is a kind reality, is a more inclusive, a more loving. And if I'm excluding myself from those traits, then I'm part of the problem. So I've been doing a lot of mirror work and I have a really big mirror in my room that has become its own altar or portal of truth reflection that has become, I mean, that thing is going everywhere with me from now on. I love, I love it. And I love what has become of creating this relationship with myself through ritual and through just curiosity, because there's no prescribed formula. Like you could be doing anything in the mirror that you want. You could be acting. You could be reciting things. You could be doing your affirmations. You could be stretching. You could be massaging yourself. You could be masturbating. You could be doing literally anything, a silent eye gaze in the mirror. You could do anything in the mirror that you want. It's very much self-driven. And giving yourself the freedom and the time and the reserved space to get to know yourself better. I mean, who knows what could come out of it? And I just really want to encourage mirror work. And maybe it starts just after you get out of the shower or, you know, starts in the bathroom in a towel. Maybe it starts fully clothed in the dark. Start somewhere with yourself and see yourself because actually it it becomes so much less about physical, visual, what you're seeing. It's hard to explain, but looking at yourself in the mirror becomes so much more. It's expansive. It's really challenging negative belief systems that maybe you hold about yourself, 
but inevitably those negative belief patterns extend into the way that you love other people and how you show up in the world. That's just how that works. So the more that you can spend that time with yourself, the more that you can be a better participant in your life, like more fulfilling relationships, because that relationship with yourself is always going to be the most important. That's the one that gives you a point of reference for every other relationship in your life. Mirror work has just been such an expansive tool for me in getting more clarity and more love directed at myself from myself. And I mean, you can read about it online, you can research it, but it really just can start today. It can start any moment just making eye contact with yourself, softening into yourself. There is a shift that you will notice when the relaxation kicks in. And that's often why I accompany mirror work with massage, because I store a lot of tension in my body and I need to get relaxed first. But there are some people who get their blood circulating and dance in front of the mirror and really heighten the movement. And that's another way to allow things to move through you or to pass through you. There's no wrong or right way. I would say if there's barriers in between you and doing that, that's even giving you information right there to work with. Sometimes it's even hard to look in the mirror. So start where you are. Even if that's just asking questions about why there might be resistance to looking in the mirror or resistance with maybe not wearing clothing, like being naked and looking in the mirror. So anyway, this has been something that I've been working on for a long time. And I'm finding breakthroughs only in the last year. And I don't know how long it's going to take for, you know, other people. But as you guys all know, through me sharing my life experiences on this podcast, I've been very disconnected from my body for a long time and reconnecting with it. I mean, I'll try just about anything because I can find myself back in those patterns. So anything I can do to maintain healthy connection and attention to my body, I'm really going to advocate for that. So anyway, I hope that you'll give this a try and start where you are, even if that's inside resistance. And I just want to thank you all so much for listening and for your attention. And if you do like this podcast and it has helped you, lifted you up, taught you something, please feel free to like, share, tell people. We would really appreciate that. And we'll see you next week on Tent Talks. Mm-hmm.